It is such a joy and a privilege and an honor to be joined now via Zoom. Uh, we're just doing this because we want to flatten the curve. But Charlotte, so good to be chatting to you this morning. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Now you're so welcome. So Charlotte, this is the Story of Hope segment, and we would absolutely love for you to share your personal testimony with us. Please go ahead. All right. Um, well, I guess I could start like from forever ago, but we're because there's not enough time. So we won't do that. You know, homie, don't play that. But um, I basically, uh, I live in France with my family and I grew up in the States, as you can tell by my accent. And, um, you know, God has done a lot of things in my life and I can definitely see markers of where I can see God intervening, where I've seen him work in my life, even when I wasn't serving God and I walked away. It had nothing to do with any well anyone else doing things it was absolutely my own decision and um, five years ago uh, my husband and I had sold our house we had prayed about it and we really asked God is this the stuff you want us to do and uh, we, we felt a peace in our hearts so we sold the house invested the money not knowing that it was a Ponzi scheme so literally the whole rug got pulled out from under our feet and we just were like, okay, God, what's going on? We and funny enough, we never had arguments about the finances because we were at peace. But what we didn't know is that God was going to use that, that whole process to just work in our own lives personally and as a couple. And what it showed us is that you can, especially if you're in a ministry context or even a congregation member, you can cover up so many things and and you can hide it in a beautiful package that what that that's what people see but they don't actually know what's going on in your own life and so that's what we have been doing for years and years with my husband having been in the ministry and if you want to call it that and we would just cover up things because what do you, you know what do you do people can't know that you're you know there's trouble in the marriage or you're not listening to each other or your kids aren't perfect or what are they going to say so you cover everything up and in all of this we had to we had to move in with his parents and i think god was just adding more pressure upon pressure upon <laughs> it's two women in the same household it doesn't always go well you know you you um great intentions and you really just say oh you know and you're grateful. You're grateful for, for them opening up their home. But when you have um, a three-bedroom house and you have a family of six with, you know, an elderly couple, it, it can really put some pressure. And uh, God just brought everything to a head. And, and, and he, I know he did that. I know he led us to that point. And it wasn't the end point, but it was actually the beginning of him beginning to peel back the layers of the onion begin to show us, hey, you've got some stinky stuff going on in there and you've got to let me deal with this. And I didn't want to. I was so angry. And I think I felt at that time, God, do you hear me? You know, are you sure you have a plan for me? I think I made the biggest mistake on the planet coming to this country. Um, I was a congregation member. What's this whole ministry thing? Even though we had been married for years and I was like, I've had it. And I, I remember the day, it was that big of a thing. I was painting a backdrop at my daughter's school. And I think as I was painting and I was reflecting, thinking, is this really what you wanted in your life? 
you're unhappy, you feel isolated, you feel alone, um, you feel unloved. Even though I have kids, it can't be the reason we stick together. And I don't want to push them off stairs. I don't want to do anything like that. But Lord, I'm done. And I called the, you know, I called the administrator and I'm like, listen, dude, I'm done. Um, I'm filing for divorce. I've got my ducks in a row. I've done everything I need to do. I know what my next step is. And I, you know, you know that thing in movies and you hear the crickets going and, you know, doop, doop. Yeah, it was one of those moments. And I'm like, oh, okay, I know. I just, I love that bomb out there and, you know, have fun with it. I don't care. I'm letting you know how I feel. And uh, so he just, he was like, you know, can't, are you sure? And I'm like, dude, how can I not be sure? how you don't just arrive at this point and not know for sure. And he tried to talk me out of it. And I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm, I'm so done. He's like, well, can you come, will you please come meet the executive team and Peter? And I'm like, it's kind of the last place I want to be. Um, but I'll respect your wishes and I'll come in and let me now clean everything up because I was painting a backdrop, get that done. So that gave them about 35 minutes or so to like get everything in order and meet with Peter. And so I, I didn't know what was going on. I'm fuming on the way there, you know, just going, oh, God, who are you? And what are these people? And, nah, 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 nah. and I was mad. And, and I remember walking in the room and there's the Exco team and there's my husband and my best friend. And I'm like, Oh, that's great. You know, now we have a party and now I have an audience. Um, and in my mind, I'm thinking like really evil thoughts. And I'm like, I can't say it even though I want to. And, and uh, they were like, will you go for counseling? And, you know, you, you kind of think I'm too good for that. But I thought, okay, I know it's a lifeline. We'll do it, but we're not going to go to who you want me to go to. I'll go to somebody else. And it was actually a lady that my vocal coach um, had gone to. And she's a lovely Christian lady in Belleville. Her name's um, Jolene Conradi, and she specializes in pe with people that are in a ministry. So um, I said, I'll make an appointment and I'll go. And, you know, Peter's like shell shocked. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's like, it's like the emperor being naked. He wasn't naked, he had clothes on. But I'm sure it was that type of experience for him, you know, just going, man, this is so brutal. And how can you do this to me? And he was hurt. Um, but it's like, I'm like, don't touch me. Don't look at me. I'm not interested. I took my ring off. You know, it was a whole thing. I was done. And we go to the meeting with this lady about four or five weeks later, and it was a long wait to be able to get to see her. And I remember sitting there telling her, if I don't see change within two or three meetings, I'm out. And I remember her looking at me saying, but I have like a one or 2% failure rate, but it's not because of me. It's because they had made their mind up when they came in that they weren't going to work on anything. So don't you just want to pray and just really listen to each other. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it, I'll told you, I'll give it two or three sessions and we'll see. And uh, it was tough. I mean, it wasn't easy. It wasn't a package bow. I, I didn't get a box of chocolates and, and it was, uh, I prayed and now I get this miraculous, you know, fairy tale thing you know you get presented all of that in movies and disney and so you you um you, it's not like that life is hard life is tough and i think the grace for us was that he was willing to work on it but i had to like humble myself and say okay god you let me hang myself with my own rope and all right let's see what happens i have to say that we chose and we decided to say lord we're giving you 
through the authority and the access to our own lives to bring healing, to minister to us. And the bottom line was we had lived past each other for so long and then we quit listening to each other and we quit appreciating why we chose each other to marry. We, we were so trapped in our own emotional bubble that we couldn't get, we couldn't get past it. And it was like the Lord said, I'm going to pop that sucker and let all the ooky ooziness come out of there. It's a gross picture. I'm so sorry. But it was, it's kind of like one of those. It has been festering and it was nasty and it was gross. And the Lord said, great. Now I'm going to hose this puppy off and it's going to be clean. And I'm going to just give some antiseptic and antibiotic and you have to work on it. And I mean, I, I don't even, I'm really sucky at math. I'm not even going to try to tell you how many years ago, maybe four years, four, four and a half years. And um, through relationship and through um, people that we allowed to minister into our lives and, and speak truth, even when we were wrong. And we had to be willing to say, you know what, I kind of suck, you know, God, I know who you are but restore my vision so that I can see who I am in you. Who is my husband in you? Who have you created me, me to be? Is it this broken mess or is it as your son? Is it as the person that you've created me to be? And when you fast forward like five or six years, and then I just realized, you know, God, we, we can't say it was because we did something so fabulous. It, it's because we humbled ourselves and we said, God, we love you. And despite the suckiness and the pride and the, and the pain and all the hurt, you've pressed us so greatly that what's come out is refined and what's come out is sweet smelling. And what's come out is a true love for one another, remembering why we love each other. We haven't fought since then. I mean, we've had a disagreement, but it hasn't been the knock out, drag out, I'm pushing you off the cliff and see you never, you know, it's, it wasn't that. It was that, you know, it was the other side of saying, I love you. I appreciate you. He's now my, my rock. He's my shelter. He's the one that I say, okay, babes, you lead us. You tell us where we're going to go and I'm going to walk with you. And it's, you know, and, and our kids went from a place of seeing two people who were at each other's throats, in a sense, verbally, and not being able to be in the same room. And I remember my kids telling me, Mom, marriage isn't for me. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I want grandkids. You can't tell me that. And they're like, no, um, we're, we're watching you and Dad. You know, um, how can we believe in marriage if we can't see what marriage is supposed to be? And that shocked me. I remember I said that in, the, in the, one of those sessions. And I looked at Peter's face and I'm like, I'm sorry. And um, my kid, I got a son getting married. So there are definitely going to be grandbabies on the way. So God brought healing. God brought everything. And uh, <laughs> I am so happy. And we, it's only because of God. It's because of God. It's not because of us. So there is hope. <laughs> oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably and so beautifully with us. Uh, there is hope. Amen. Can I ask you to pray? Because I'm sure that there are sure. people listening to your testimony and they're just saying, I don't think there's hope. I don't feel like there's any hope. Oh, there's always hope. Dear God, I just want to thank you so much. 
that you've allowed me just to share a portion of my story. And God, it's not the finished story. But Lord, I thank you that you've restored our vision as a couple and even mine as an individual father. That you see us from a completed work and you work it from there backwards. God, I thank you that if there are people that are in the ministry, God, or are serving in a church as, as leadership, that Lord, despite the, the slight levity, but, but God, that they will, if they're hurting, that God, you will cause this couple to turn to one another and say, babe, we need, we need help that they'll be honest with one another and not try to cover it up and cover up the pain. But Lord, they will be honest with themselves and God, you will minister to them and they will find the right person to, to help them navigate these things. Lord, if it's a single person or a single mother that's come through a traumatic childhood, that God, you will just minister to her heart, bring healing, that there is hope in you. It's not devastation. We don't have to listen to the voices that are around us that are telling us there's no hope. But God, turn everyone's hearts back to you. Bring healing, bring joy, bring restoration as only you can do. In your precious name, I pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Charlotte. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And I think something which uh, it's kind of so crazy, the fact that God always takes you to a point where it's bad, and we always think that God is only there in the good. You know, when things are good, yeah. we're like, oh, no, this is God. But sometimes we forget that even when things are bad, it is a place where God is taking you through as well. I mean, he makes it so beautiful at the end. Thank you so much for sharing with us.